Welcome back to Growth Colony. For those of you who are first time listeners, you'll be hearing from B2B founders, CMOs and marketing leaders. We chat about the newest and most effective tools and strategies in the B2B space. I'm Alex Hipwell with Xgrowth and your co-host for this podcast, where we go candid with our guest successes and failures so you don't make the same mistakes. At least hopefully you don't. Let's dive in. Hello again, and thank you for uh, jumping on another episode of Growth Colony's podcast. My name is Shaheen from Xgrowth, and today I'm talking to Nick Morgan, the uh, co-founder of Voodoo, a, a very special f- uh, startup right here in uh, in Melbourne, pioneering interactive uh, videos and uh, and making videos, taking videos to another another level. Today we're going to talk about what is the next wave of video marketing and what is coming uh, that we should be uh, we should be definitely aware of. So on that note, let's jump in and uh, and start the conversation. Thanks for joining us, Nick. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Love being here. Thanks for uh, pioneering. I like that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's absolute pleasure. No, I, go for it. Um, it's, it's the truth. But look, uh, first of all, Nick, would love to uh, get an introduction from yourself about yourself and about Voodoo um, in, in case some people haven't heard of Voodoo. Sure. I'm about a 15, 20-year um, digital career. Initially starting in kind of e-commerce, early heady days of e-commerce where we were building very, very small websites which grew into very large websites and then kind of focused my, my, my attention on uh, conversion rate optimization and UX and uh, all that kind of space and um, then grew into more of a kind of an entrepreneur role with a, with a few different businesses and then more moving into a product guy. So I'm very much obviously very much a product person now and have been for a number of years. But that's really kind of my growth path. Um, Voodoo is Voodoo what you would refer to as an interactive video platform. It's a SaaS product and we started it in 2016 um, and it's now grown across UK and Australia, um, Sydney, Melbourne and, and, um, and Bristol. And essentially it's a, it's a product that allows you to take existing content or plan for new video content and turn that video content into an interactive experience or an interactive viewing experience or view, or view experience, which is a new term that's kind of popping up in VX. Um, the reason why we, we, we started this business in the first place was we, myself and my co-founder, Andrew Spalding, who's another product guy, come from data capture, integrated into Salesforce and other, other kind of you know, pioneering products before us. Um, so he thought there was a great opportunity and brought to me that there was existing kind of product in the market that already had an ex- like a place being used by a number of companies, but it was actually a really poor experience. We used it ourselves. Um, we had used it with some of our customers at the time, and we saw that there was an opportunity to develop a product that was actually a lot better. Um, so really kind of living the, the, the term, I guess, aiming to be best in market rather than being first in market. Gotcha. Um, so we really kind of took hold of that um, and ran with it. And we um, started developing out the product once we'd raised our initial seed funding um, early 2017. And since then, we've built the product out. Um, we've really put a lot of engineering, a lot of time into it. 
we've taken it to market to really got to get a sense of how it should work and how it could work and to make it better from learning from customers. We've built our partnerships and now we're um, getting ready to scale really um, outside of Australia's borders. We've, we've stepped into the UK, but the, the aim is to really move into the US. Gotcha. That's amazing. That's a that's an amazing story, especially in, in the short period of time of four years. Now, I also love to explore a little bit about the video marketing space, right? It's a mm. it's a it's a very hot space and there is, you know, there is. is a lot of talk in there and and uh, you know, not even some of the some of the um, newer and and more modern systems that you're talking about, but you know, people are still very hesitant in terms of using video and incorporating it in their in their marketing stack can you give us a quick snapshot of you know what has happened in the video marketing space in the past few years like how that development has taken shape sure yeah it's a it's a it's a fascinating um subject obviously um we look i, I wasn't originally a video guy per se um i was very much a digital um you know practitioner um, for a digital professional. Um, when we did our research right at the start to look at the market, um, we, were just, we were just blown away by the, the size and how massive um, the market is in regards to the use of video across very different verticals as well, multiple verticals. And we really thought the opportunity for us was going to be in, in marketing. It still is, very much is, but we're now our product is used across a number of different other um, sectors such as learning and development, corporate comms as well. But the video marketing space itself is really going through a big, big change. It's really happening in other in other countries. We're seeing a lot of it in the US. We're seeing a lot of it in the UK. Starting to see more in Asia, and Australia is getting to that. It's slower, but getting there. So what we're seeing is videos. Ever, ever since really YouTube came on came on board, um, you know, 15, 16, 17 years ago, um, and has grown to the behemoth that it is. It's really videos taking on a kind of life of its own. I'd say over the last four to five years, we've seen video start to trickle down from, say, being a leading edge kind of marketing tool or mechanic, regardless of how how powerful the tool is and is seen across the market. Obviously, there's kind of there's laggards and there's people that get to us later than others. We've now seen that that kind of trickle down throughout the like levels. So we've gone right through different verticals, right through different sectors, right through across different organisations, governments. And video is now becoming um, a standard tool uh, across many, many different sectors. And it's almost, which is fantastic, but it's also becoming um, a challenge, right? Because what it's doing is it's it's saying if you've got competitors and you've had peers that you're all lifting the bar to a certain standard when you're all uh, engaging in really um, well-produced video content and you can get it done now very, very cheaply and very, very swiftly with a lot of different different tools and different providers online here in the, in the UK and US, you're seeing that the bar is being raised and it's all being raised to the same same height, right? So what we're starting to see now is where, where do companies go from there? If we're all creating amazing content and, one, it's being measured on um, standard metrics, the same ones such as average view time, um, total, you know, con- uh, total views, quartile views, they start to become um, slightly archaic because we're all measuring on very basic uh, metrics. Very high level. Where do companies go from there? If we're all on the same page, we're all on the same, the same bar, where do we go? Because video is, you know, you can, I don't need to tell you how powerful video is from a, from a, from a mechanic perspective. There's a, you know, 
there's reams of information online about that. Um, but where do we go? And part of the kind of strategy for Voodoo is we saw where so we saw where the large brands, such as big global brands, such as you know Netflix, um, uh, Instagram at the time, now TikTok, we saw what they were achieving at a really top end kind of marketing funnel perspective. They're delivering a, a video experience which is very leading edge, but it's on mass scale. So you have a mass consumer base being customized or becoming accustomed to a video experience being set at a global level, but that's not what happens on, say, a government website or a brand's website or a, a leading, you know, a drink, you, know, um, you know, drinks or manufacturing or sporting. You're, they're still using video which, you know, is shot, produced and it just passively plays on a device. So we saw there's a big kind of gap in the middle. Right. And how would you, maybe before we, we go into that, mm. how would you define these two differences, right? The, the, these, these, um, the, the, the delta between these two, between looking at what is happening in TikTok uh, and mm. Netflix and, um, and what are you seeing on the government page or, or you know, a, a standard website? When you say there is a, there's a big gap between these two, how, how do you define that? What is that gap exactly? Passive versus active. Right. What do you What do you mean by that? Simple as that. So, if you have a and if you have a video, quite commonly across an owned asset, such as your website now, it's it's the experience is really down to play, stop, pause, scrub forward, watch the watch that video. Um, hopefully, you'll hopefully your audience will finish it, or maybe I think you know maybe try and add, hit an average view time of 20 percent, and then navigate away. There's a, and if you think about all of the effort, time, cost that's gone into producing that video content, you're only getting an average view time of 20%. What's happening to the rest of the 80%? That lost costs, all that effort. So it's a very passive because it's a very passive experience. You're just consuming the content and it's not always being consumed completely. Gotcha. So what do we mean by active? So oh, okay, yeah. that's that's the passive alternative, yeah. and it sounds like this is the crux. Okay, this is the this is the big thing that we're going to talk about. What do you mean by active? Active is when you engage the user to contextually interact with the video content inside the video frame. Okay, so you are placing interactions with authentic interactions, which um, relate to the narrative of the video and allow the viewer to engage in further content that's not being displayed or being presented inside the video content. So, for example, you might have an auto manufacturer and they have, and this, is, this, this is actually a live problem they have, you have the auto manufacturer and they have a brief on new product launch. They write the brief, they provide it to their, to their production company, the production company comes back and says, um, great brief, guys, love it. This is going to be a 10-minute video if we have to get all of your points of interest in. All the key selling points of this vehicle, that's going to be a 10-minute video. But with an interactive video, they can say, okay, what are the top five things we know are going to sell this product, but we still need to have everything else in there. So they can craft the video, bring the video down to, say, a minute, and then the rest of the content can be presented as interactions and overlays and engaging content on top or inside the video as you're viewing it. 
Yeah. So if somebody's interested in in that feature, in that you know that rim of the car or mm-hmm. um, that interior or the what is the leather, show me a little bit about that. They could just go on a personalized journey. Correct. That it's not necessary. If somebody's not interested, don't necessarily have to sit down and 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 b- get bored and watch. Correct. That. And you might go even deeper by saying, okay, we're going to have this model launch. There's going to be five variations of the model. Um, you know, you've got the model for, you know, the mum, you've got the model for someone, you know, um, another demographic, you've got a model for another demographic. Why not allow them to go on a personalized choose your own adventure style video and choose what content they'd like to experience? Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, and that's why that's that's yeah, what you mean by active. That's what's being active. Now we know from research that we've done uh, and uh, a lot of research in around learning and development and interactivity that you actually drive a deeper cognitive response when you um, present interactions inside the video player. We know through our own research, we have a, a research panel um, that we work with in the US, that we can lift all standard metrics when we actually drive someone to engage with that and interact with that video content. So Interesting. you can lift uh, and create a heightened experience, um, but, but wait, there's more. There's more steak knives. <laughs> the, 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 the nuts and bolts and the best part of this is what you're, you're actually influencing uh, viewer behavior. And whilst you're influencing viewer behavior, you're collecting, Voodoo collects new metrics. So, but we collect and present behavioral insights. So all of that clicking around, all those journeys, all those choices, decisions that happen inside, we then present those back as analytics, as behavioral analytics to get a sense of what has this viewer experiencing and preferring and liking and engaging with inside that video at that time. Right. And that data, I'm guessing it would get populated in, for example, Salesforce. And when somebody's looking at, at a potential customer, they could see exact journey. They could see what they, just like you said, what they prefer and mm-hmm. know, know a lot more about them than, hey, this person has just watched this video. You've got 100,000 people that watch a video and you have all you're measuring them is on their total view, their quartile view, their average view time. You don't know anything else about them. But there is that content that they've watched is so rich in potentially data points of interest. We're kind of pulling the cloak back from the, all of that data that can be that can be interacted with and, and measured. Right, right, gotcha. So it seems, in a sense, it's very simple, but it's very it has a, it's kind of like an iceberg. <laughs> um, and a lot of the times we present it and they say, oh, "Is this it?" And it's like, "Let's let me just show you a little bit more." We kind of you know show them under the hood and they get and then customers, prospective customers, a lot of government organizations that we're working with really get it. They go, ah, okay, there's a lot more to this. Yeah. I see. So it's very interesting. So you're introducing new, um, new analytics for, um, for video. Can we go through that again? Like what, what are, yeah. so there are some of the, some of the old, old metrics that, that uh, people measure. What are some of the, some of the more advanced metrics that you are seeing that you are measuring with your videos? So we can measure things like we can give you a physical interaction rate. So we can tell you how engaged they are in the, in the entire video view. We can give you um, per interaction rate. We can pair interactions. We can build um, questions in there to kind of drive an NPS score. When we integrate into, so for example, with our integration to Salesforce, we can then um, personalize all of the interactions. So when, and then we can personalize that experience and then we can pull all that, uh, all those interaction data 
and then push that back up into, say, Salesforce Marketing Cloud and Journey Builder. And so, for example, they could look at, they could t- potentially they could ask a question around, do you like this product, for example? Yes, no. Based on those responses, they could then um, set a formula or set a journey to trigger another, another journey, hit that customer in, say, three days' time. So it's almost kind of a sandbox in regards to the analytics. It's how far you want to take it. The value that a lot of our customers get are around comparisons. So if they've got a lot of content in there or product content, they can compare the content interactions um, and then decide what content they should be tailoring and creating that's more appropriate to the audience. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 well, I would say it's, it's a long list, the long list of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Long list. I love it. So, you know, the, the next wave of video marketing is obviously, um, uh, you call it viewer experience or view experience, viewer experience, VX. Okay. Yeah. Second generation gotcha. video. Gotcha. There's all the, the buzz terms floating around the, you know, the video, we, SaaS we video market, guys around the globe. <laughs> <laughs> we marketers love our buzzwords. Oh, yeah. mate. That's uh, that's for sure. So uh, so VX is uh, is is around the corner, or at least it's it's pretty much here, and it's uh, it's taking over now. Look, if a business is looking at incorporating, like you know, they're like, you know what, we understand video is important, right? And mm. we want to we want to kind of best prepare to take full advantage of video marketing. And the, and the changes that are coming in that space, what is, what is your advice to those businesses? How can they go about and, and kind of um, uh, set the foundations right? I think, yes, that's a good question. And we do get asked that a lot. I, my answer to that is a lot of companies now will have obviously have a content plan as part of their marketing plan. And we ask the question of a lot of companies saying, what's your video plan? What's your video strategy? And a lot of the time the response is, oh, we do video yeah, we've got a YouTube channel. Oh, we've got some product videos there. We, this is part of our content plan. That's the first place. That's where you need to start. That's where you actually have to pull out your video strategy and have it as a standalone approach. If you look at all of your marketing um, and you break down the most highest performing mechanics of your marketing activity, video will be at the top there, no doubt. There needs to be a focus on that. So break it out, unpack it and look at what, you could be doing um, specifically around video and don't use videos as, um, you know, don't append it to whatever you're doing. Use it as a, as potentially as your, one of your primary focuses and build activity around that. Um, so, my, yeah, my answer there is to break it away from just being party content plan and have it as a separate strategy itself. That's a great place to start. Right, right. So what you see a lot is that people just just look at video as another piece of content where you know there's a lot more complexity to video compared to producing a blog post, right? Where you Correct. have a writer yeah. who would pick a photo and they're like, here you go, this is a blog post. Um, That's it. That's it. And now you're seeing, and with the second generation, video is going to become more and more complex. You're going to see an evolution of the video player. Um, you know, video players have been in the same kind of, when I say video play, you know, you've, you've got your video frame and you play stop scrubbing pause. That's kind of been the same looking piece of tool or toolkit for quite some time. We're starting to see an evolution of that. So you'll start to see those being ref- those players being refined and a lot more tools being available to you in those players, such as what Voodoo can provide. And it's, it's a great way to look at it is for our brands when they say, oh, well, you know, we're, we, when I, when we, or we advise them to break out their video as a separate strategy is to look at, look potentially if you're 
a beta, you know, a, a, a beta C or a consumer brand, look at what your team are doing at those top end funnels, such as your TikTok and Instagram, and think about the experience that's being provided in those channels. There's no reason that you could be providing those a similar experience or leveraging the experience your customers are already ex- receiving from you in those channels directly on your owned assets as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, Nick, what, what kind of team structure do you see for companies who are doing video well, right? What mm-hmm. kind of team structure do you see that their video team has? That you're like, you know what? This is this is a this is a decent video team, and and they have all the right, at least basic pieces of of what they need in a team together to make it make video work. Yeah, it look it, it varies. Obviously, um, if you're working with a big government government department, um, we work with um, the ATO, and um, we've worked through the with the ATO through this whole period, which has been great, an amazing experience to be able to provide our product and have it at their at their disposal during this during this whole period but they've got a massive team huge bigger than you, you would ever expect if you're looking at say a general kind of you know a general kind of marketing team within a consumer brand you're probably starting to look at what we refer to as a, a hired gun so you know a video person that, that can shoot edit um some after effects um and do the whole production as a one as one person they're becoming because the tools are available are um, a, a very you know, available to everybody, and the quality of video that you can shoot from even a mobile device now is 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 incredible. There's an opportunity to bring in a dedicated video person. You could start with what one person that can do everything you need, and then you kind of grow it out from there. You might want to bring in a second person, and bring in a third video person. Then you might bring in a, a producer, a digital producer. What I see is um, there's a lot of kind of cross skills from existing team members designers and producers that have been working in the digital industry can can actually work across video as well and apply say an, an agile agile process to a video production as well works very well so if you actually bring in a, a, a digital producer who may who may not have been working on video a lot of video but has I mean working in an agile fashion they can work across video manage video teams and and individuals as well that works very very well so there's a there's no need to think we have to go to market and hire a whole video production company. You can produce really great content on um, very minimal tools these days, and there's a lot of cross skills that are, that can be applied. Gotcha. So yeah, so you bring that uh, unicorn video shooter editor. Yeah. Um, you could you could get things off the ground and, and yeah, and we know and we we know lots of them. You know what I mean? We 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 know a lot of people in our in our network who are those kind of we call them high guns that can do it all. And um, we're often, and we're often, we're finding companies now are, are hiring those individuals that can do the, you know, you know, shooting, editing um, effects. And gotcha. um, it's a, it's a, you know, so it's so agile now. No, I love it. I love it. Now, Nick, is there anything else, you know, we've, we've, this has been an awesome conversation, but is there anything else that you think the lesson listeners would, uh, would benefit or that I missed? In our conversation, do you think there's value in bringing up here? No, I think I think you've I think we've covered it all. It's it's really um, the, what I would suggest is to look out there and do some do some reading around next generation video and viewer experience. There's a lot starting to bubble up. Um, there's a great guy um, out of uh, New Zealand, Pat McPhee, used to be the global director of content for Zero. 
an incredible video guy, um, big, big, big believer in next generation video and where it's going. Look him up. He's a really great resource, um, a lot of learnings from him. Um, but do some research and you'll be surprised at what's, what's starting to come to, come to um, fruition or, and be available to companies as well because we, we're, we're building out and, and, um, and really kind of testing and learning our product in, in Australia, ready to grow it outside of Australia. But there's so much happening in you know, the US and the UK, which is really exciting. It's, yeah, um, in the, video, in the v, VX space. Um, yeah, get in there and have a look around. I'd imagine. I'd imagine. Now, if someone wants to get in touch with you or know more about Voodoo, what's the best way that they can do that? You can head to our site, voodoo, Um, or can hit me up, um, nick, N-I-C-K dot Morgan at voodoo.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. You find me. That's amazing. That's amazing. Nick, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Pleasure. And, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd love it if you rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. And for more B2B growth content, check out our website, growthcolony.org. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a great day.